Do you want to be the absolute best candidate for a job you'll love in a career with balance? Veteran leadership career catalyst Jonathan Flax is teaming up with leading executive search professionals to provide you with cutting-edge career transition strategies. Welcome to Career Transition Experts. And now, here's your host, Jonathan Flax. Okay, we have John O'Connor from the Raleigh, North Carolina area, expert in talent acquisition strategy and outsourcing for companies, uh, outplacement, and and, um, really one of our uh, exciting and cool career transition experts. Thanks for being uh, with us, John. How are you today? I'm doing great. How should I, should we call each other John throughout this? Jonathan had, you know, how do you, how would you like to be addressed, sir? Uh, you know, being that there's only two of us and one of us will be speaking at the time kind of doesn't matter, but I'll go by Jonathan since that's my full name. And, uh, and being that you're a J-O-H-N, am I correct to assume or is that wrong to assume you're also? That's right. That's right. And I'll correct anyone that J-O-N's me. I got it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we, we talked a bit about in the background about, you know, the kind of knowledge and expertise you have from both working with uh, companies and coaching candidates and, and just the whole career transition and executive leadership tr- career process. So I'm going to start with a broad stroke question of like, what's your career philosophy, your approach, your philosophy, uh, the kinds of things you want to be known for, the kinds of things you want people to understand both on the hiring side and on the outplacement side and however you want. Yeah, I, you know, from an individual point of view, uh, I, I really want people to live and work more in their mission field. That sounds a little religious, but, but there is a, a almost spiritual aspect to work. I mean, we, it's good for the soul. Uh, even people that have millions and win the lottery or whatever, there's an emptiness if they're not working towards something that often is soul enhancing. So, you know, without getting too, uh, I don't know, a little soft here, I think really we try to help people get more in their mission field. Uh, And if it's, even if the job is a source to fund other dreams, well, it still serves a great purpose. And I think work in and of itself, even if you didn't have to do it for the money, um, should be something that's rewarding and, Really, I think at the end of the day, it's something that contributes to people's lives and, you know, and, and it helps them in some way. So I think there's a greater purpose for work. I mean, maybe that sounds a little cliche or, or, or overdone, but, you know, I've seen people that are disengaged at work, Gallup, I think, and other sources that you probably see, Jonathan, are, you know, say that there are a lot of people disengaged at work. And uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. But I like people to be engaged at work, maybe not 100% all the time. And I think it's the same for outplacement or any of the career services, HR consulting, even a little bit of recruiting that we do. We want to see those matches made. And, you know, when companies have the right people on the bus and are going in the right direction, you know, it can be something greater than the product they produce or, or the cause that they have. And, and it's just, that's worth pursuing in this work life, I think. And from a corporate perspective, from a personal, you know, human soul perspective, heart perspective, that's what we're all about. And I think, I think you share a lot of those values. Absolutely. I, I really appreciate you starting with the words uh, that it's good for the soul. And I think mm-hmm. we're referring to people being happy at work 
where we see when people are disengaged with work, it's crushing to the soul. And how many hours a day we work, it's so important to have that be uh, aligned to it, like you say, a mission direction. So uh, yeah, I, I love how you're putting it. It's really, really clear. Um, uh, so thanks for that. So sure. um, uh, how do you present that to companies? And when you're working as a consultant, <laughs> or, like well, how do you present your, yeah, your philosophy to companies? In this, in this day and age, depending on the engagement, but let's talk about one of the areas where I think we do, do really have some strong expertise and that would be an outplacement. You know, some companies today in a, they call it a full employment market right now. How about that? Right. Uh, but you know, they have to downsize, they have to tweak, they might face a merger an acquisition. They need to, you know, align the brand on the inside and maybe align people around LinkedIn and, and around, you know, serving the company in a greater capacity because there's no more, today transparency uh, in the people that work for you and they're out on these social media and you know media sites so there's a lot of issues going on and I think we really look for ways to um, find ways to engage the companies and say look even if you lay someone off take care of them mm. that's you know if, if on your masthead and your website you say you help people um, prove it you know, take, take some money, not just a severance write-off. You know, look, if you're fired for cause, you did something wrong, you broke a rule, you broke the law, you're, you're not getting a lot of help. You know, your, your last day is today and there you go. But too many companies assume that the market's good enough to just kind of send people out with either little or no severance or maybe a generous severance, but little bit of outplacement because, you know, they'll find a job, the market's good. And to find that right spirit next job you know that they were let go from sometimes it's a relief when people get laid off but oftentimes it's a you know it's a jolt to the spirit it's a jolt to their financial situation and you know give them a runway get them engaged with people who want to help who are individual coaches or providers and you know you you don't do you owe that to them maybe it wasn't in the agreement they signed as an employee but if you say that you know, whatever your slogan is, and you take care of people, take care of them at the end of this work, the work life with you, because it reverberates not only, quite frankly, for their PR and their brand on LinkedIn, it, it's going to save them from the risk of, well, violence sometimes, you know, or, or angriness or mean spirited things that they might say online, or, or maybe they just go away disappointed and unhappy and with a sour taste in their mouth about, really mostly the good experience they have with you. So companies really need to keep that in mind and, and not assume anything uh, when, it, when it means parting company. You can do it with grace. Mm. Mm. That's a really good point. And I appreciate how you tied that all, to, all together, how it benefits a company and uh, otherwise can be a great risk to them. But the benefit is huge and all too often on any level, working with customers, working with uh, employees, people think that the cycle ends when the relationship ends. Uh, but it really does extend beyond like how you leave people, how you launch them off into what's next. You give them some money, but you also give them some skills that make the difference. Um, yeah, it just sends a very different message like in branding and on public relations. It's really good points. Um, what are, here's a funny question. What are some surprisingly interesting things you've seen. I say, what are some of the stupidest things you've seen intelligent people do? 
let's start with on the on the company, the hiring side or on the client side. You don't have to name names, of course. Yeah. Um, but what's an example of something that a company might have done that you've seen or heard about, read about? Doesn't have to be yours. It's like, wow, how do smart people do such stupid things? It's just unbelievable. I mean, I think we could send the listeners to Google uh, for that one. I mean, there's just, I mean, I've, I've heard stories that I can't repeat. I've, from the inside, from people who are leaving, you know, you wouldn't believe what, you know, mm -hmm. goes on. Uh, I think if, you, if you're a diligent reader, as I am of Dilbert, uh, <laughs> <laughs> some of the conversations that happen on the inside of companies and some of the things that are said or assumed, and, and not just, I mean, humorous things, but also really, uh, but you know, people are people and uh, they work at companies and stuff happens. I think that so many silly things. And, uh, you know, I think from a company perspective, you just don't want unforced errors when you are, you know, transitioning someone or, or how you deal with people. And because people are involved, you know, can, there's a lot of situations that come up. And I, I can't think of any one. There's just so many spinning through my head of just, mm. you know, how people are spoken to. Um, events that surprise them on the inside. Usually I'm getting it secondhand, thirdhand, and, you know, people are telling me some of their work stories and, and there it comes up. But, you know, you, I think it's, I'm to the point where I'm, I'm not often surprised by the stories that people tell of, mm -hmm. you know, just things that are, you, you would think are common sense that just aren't uh, from a company perspective from an employee perspective, sometimes there's pressure to perform on the inside and people say or do crazy things. One story I will share with you that just comes to mind is one of my clients was, well, was laid off, company paid for outplacement, really had a great relationship with her and, you know, top person who had a nursing background and a medical healthcare background. She said some of the people who were retained that she felt like it was just unfair and she wasn't bitter. She got a fabulous new job with our help. And, you know, I credit my clients with, you know, listening as you do yours. You know, you got to you can give them coaching and help, but they got to apply. She did. You know, that's the end of the story. But she was telling me that they went to France on some big, you know, situation where they had to serve these big clients and the you know, these people are in their 30s and 40s and going out and getting drunk and doing crazy things. And one of them left their business suit and one of them left a, a computer with confidential information in the hotel room that they never got back is just because they were, they just partied their head off. They're in France, nobody's watching. And, and it just surprised her. It's like, you know, because the company talked a lot about character and about how character matters and that really didn't matter at the end of the day it was just head count it was a sort of a cfo write-off decision and they just they removed her without really finding out what a great person she was what a high character person um that they had and how she really outperformed these you know these people that were just you know out for the party kind of situation way too right. late in their career life to be doing that really and, right. But that didn't matter at the end of the day. And I just hear stories like that all the time. But the nice thing is what I've found is good people that, that really, you know, know themselves and are working for that greater purpose often end up back on their feet in a better opportunity. And, and you know, they're, they're removed sometimes, thankfully, from situations that, you know, 
people keep the people that they like, know, and trust close to them. And sometimes they dispatch talented people that should never been let go, that are the best for the company. But even in those unfair situations, you know, the good people, at least that I've worked with who have, you know, kept the discipline and they're not perfect people either, but they often end up at a better opportunity. And I'm, I'm happy to see that when it happens. Mm. Yeah. So um, nobody's perfect. What, what would you say some of the disciplines or some of the wise actions a person's going to take early on and realizing it's time to make a transition? Uh, well, I, I don't think career, I think today you have to manage your own career. I mean, forget it that the company, even if they provide training, reimbursement for training, which I love. I mean, you should look for companies that do that. Um, they're not going to do this for you. Mm. Uh, you shouldn't be surprised if you ever get laid off. You should plan not in fear, but you should plan to build your brand, build your network, and you dig your well before you need it. And, and that's what you, you need to be doing all the time. Uh, it, you know, maybe not the first three months when you have a new job, maybe not while you're on a completely difficult project, but you have, better have a career plan that's not based on really even a mentor or boss at work. I mean, they could help you, but have someone, a career coach, an advisor, mentors, multiple mentors that are talking to you about these things before there's a crisis. Mm. Yeah, very good. I also advise uh, people to always be uh, reaching out to people in their network, um, being a mentor, being a mentee, being a partner, being a friend, being someone that provides support, resources, ideas, always be looking to, uh, to make a difference, right? People shouldn't wait until that last minute when they need the job, they ought to be doing that all the time. Would you, I think they need, they do need help though on how do you do that effectively and build true relationships. It's, yeah. it's just not something we're trained to do outside of our immediate circle. You know, I've yeah. had people that lived in, let's say Raleigh their whole lives that say, you know, I really don't have a network here and I just got laid off. Mm -hmm. Where's your network? My network's all over the country in this specific field, but I need to move to another field. I need to build a network quickly. How do you do it? Mm -hmm. You need help. Mm -hmm. I get that. Uh, when you've been working in your outplacement, you know, in those kinds of uh, engagements, um, what's one or two of the kind of, unique flavorful approaches you you make to advising people that you find the companies appreciate as much as the candidates that you're helping what are some stories or descriptions of your approach that uh you know they're real specific well you know some one of the nuggets well the the the, the world of work and outplacement and career services has gone almost to to uh you know log in look at webinars read these, read this, these articles. And that's great. You need that. And, and I think there's a place for that, but uh, we pride ourselves on a highly personalized kind of mindset there. And that's, you know, that's really the key um, to doing this right. Yeah. And so I think engage with people one-on-one -on -one, over the phone in person as much as possible. There's plenty of time for the online, the AI, the LinkedIn, the, you know, all these kinds of things. For sure. You don't, you, that's out there, but I think that personal, where they, people feel that they're, they're really in a situation where someone cares about them. There's an, in, almost like an intervention, you might say, post, 
you know, getting laid off, what they remove themselves from the people around them, best thing to do is wrap that person with good, caring people. Then you can get to the electronic stuff. That's mm -hmm. what I think. Yeah, it's a really great uh, point of view, John, and I'm um, grateful for your expression of it with such passion and, and, uh, and uh, con conviction. It really makes a difference to get that message across. Absolutely. Uh, what about you? What do you like to do for fun? And what are some causes that are meaningful to you that anything to do with kids, kids with disabilities, kids with, you know, situations I think are, are you know, I think that's critical. Um, anything that I can do to assist people who have uh, overcome a disability or an injury, veterans, you know, there's a lot of veterans causes, veterans, startups and entrepreneurs through bunker labs. And, you know, just so many causes that you can you can go to that to help families who have experienced, you know, maybe kids with special needs, uh, uh, any kind of supporting of the USO, the Special Olympics, handicap. Yeah, you know, like I just anybody, you know, I'm just an absolute sucker for anyone who asks for help or assistance or referrals to to encourage people in that category because I think for those who may not be able to have that traditional job. Maybe there's something that they can do. And I think companies are beginning to recognize and bring on people with autism and bring on people that have special needs. And, and really, they're finding out that these are the people that, you know, uh, whatever disability they're facing, they have special gifts. And I think the, mm. the greater, the best companies in the world are really recognizing that. And I'm just loving seeing that. Anything I can do to support that in any way, I'm going to do it. And uh, that's what I love. You know, I've got a son with special needs that I've written about in Forbes and, and just he's, he like my other kids are the joy of my life. And, uh, you know, I think whatever you're presented with, you know, if you presented with gifted athletes or playing sports, or you're presented with, you know, kids with great intellectual capacity that can, you know, ace their SATs and go into med school, be thankful for that. But also know that what are gifts you've been given, reach out, use those on a volunteer basis when people aren't looking and, Look, we can all do a little bit more in that category and for volunteerism. I know that for sure. Yeah, it makes the world a better place. Uh, you'll appreciate there's a bakery in uh, the Westchester County metro, New York metro area called Grayston Bakeries. Um, you might find it's a good place to get client gifts. I've done that supporting the organization. Their motto is we don't hire people to bake brownies. We bake brownies to hire people. Oh, and I love it. Yeah, that, absolutely. There's, there's so many, there's great things going on here that I think person of the year or, or business, whatever it was, uh, was a company, a coffee company out in uh, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, CNN, I think did that. And, and it was, you know, employees, kids with special needs. And I'll, if I'm going out that way, I'm going to turn in and, and do business there. Or Gabby, who's around here, same thing. I just love that trend. It's just, mm. It feels good. It's right. It, it's, it's the way we need to treat people that maybe are not in the greatest situation from a typical, quote, normal uh, place. And, and that's one of our tactics, too, with, with people who've been transitioned. You know, ah, you know, I'm in a situation I can't volunteer. I can't do all this stuff. Sometimes that's the best thing you can do when you're in need is go give back to someone who's in a greater need. And you know, sometimes your problems shrink when you do that. I think it's just, I think mental health practitioners would agree with me. And, and in practice, I try to, 
you know, incorporate some of that into the coaching that I do too, to keep, just have that give back spirit all the time. Mm. Excellent. All right, John. Last question. I asked my guests, um, you got a favorite artist or rock and roll band? Oh my gosh. Don't get me started there. Do I have to name one? Can I name a couple? Yeah, sure. But three is max. <laughs> three max. All right. I'll give you an individual to, uh, I got it. This is easy. Pat Metheny. Nice. Uh, who I think just had an album out. Lyle Mays just passed, who was a part of his band for a long time. Sean Mullins, my favorite singer songwriter. And, and I have to just give a shout out because we recently lost Neil Peart from Rush. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a Rush nerd from way back. Gotcha. Awesome. It's so those, those, are some, those are some bands that get you motivated. I'm glad you asked the question. Yeah, very good. Yeah, it's incredible to have seen Rush in concert. The three of them producing as much sound as six six people on stage. It's incredible. That's right. Well, John, thank you so much for uh, sharing your insights with us and your time and uh, wishing you all the best all the time. All right. We'll do this again sometime. Great. Jonathan. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Career Transition Experts. Please make sure to listen to our next episode. And if at any time you want a clear view of the entire career transition process and a sense of where your strengths are and where your challenges are to work on, you'll get your free access to my career TPS assessment at careerexcitement.com. That's www.careerexcitement.com. TPS stands for Transition Performance Snapshot. This is Jonathan Flax wishing you outstanding career success and satisfaction in balance. Looking forward. Bye for now.